Welcome to the Books, Babble, and Ball podcast, where we talk about writing, journalism, history, sports, and a whole lot more. Let's jump right into this episode. What's up, guys? Uh, I've been talking lately with, uh, with a lot of high school football coaches in Alabama, uh, several high school football players about the upcoming 2022 season. And uh, as of this podcast, as of this recording, um, it's only June the 9th. So summer workouts are underway for these guys, but trying to get a little bit ahead and, uh, and talk to some of these guys and you know just get their thoughts on 2022. Uh, I talked to this week, oh my gosh, I've probably talked to a dozen guys and uh you know i know during the summer we we all we all crave football uh you know we get in that dead period a little bit um you know where where baseball is just about the only thing that we've got and i love baseball um but i know it gets to that point where where you start really wanting some you know to see some games on friday on saturday on Sunday. And um, so I just wanted to kind of go through just a little bit uh, some of the guys I've talked to, a little bit about the stuff uh, that, that we talked about. Um, I'm, I'm sure you'll, you'll read a, a lot of it later, uh, probably in a couple months, but I uh, just wanted to hit some highlights. Um, I taught, and I'll, I'll uh, go through some schedule stuff as well. Uh, so kind of a, if, if, this, if this podcast has a working agenda, uh, a little bit about uh, Christopher Vizina, the now five-star uh, quarterback at Briarwood Christian School, Class 6A. Talk to him. Um, you know, I know he get. I mean, he's a five-star guy. He he's he's getting hounded by, you know, twenty-four-seven sports on three sports, ESPN, all of them. And uh, me and him had a had a really good. I don't know, 35, 45-minute conversation, and we didn't talk about schedule. We, we didn't talk about mechanics or, or you know, opening the season at Clay Chalkville or anything like that. Um, so that'll be a, a, a fun story to look at. We, we talked a lot about legacy. Uh, we talked a lot about experience. Um, you know, I, I, for that story, I obviously I, I talked to Christopher, I uh, talked to his coach, Matthew Forrester, and I didn't talk to another player. I didn't talk to another coach. So I'll leave it at that. It's a little bit more of a uh, human interest about Christopher in a way. Uh, you know, Everybody is, is very well aware of what he does on the field, and obviously the on-the-field stuff will be part of that story. It is a football story, but it's more about the guy uh, and – it's crazy, like, like I've covered him since, uh, gosh, I guess since he was a freshman. Started hearing about him when he was in eighth grade. Uh, reminds me a little bit of how we covered uh, Evan Smith at uh, Oak Mountain, the QB there. I mean, like, basically started since a freshman. And it just he's one of those guys, you know, especially you see it at the college level where you see these guys that, you know, whether it be football, I, I experience it more watching college basketball, but where, you know, your favorite team is playing another team from the SEC or something, and and you're like, my gosh, when is that guy going to graduate? It seems like he's been there for like eight years. 
And uh, that's that's how I felt about Evan up until this past year. You know, he's he's off to Northwestern, I believe, to uh, try his hand at, at defensive back. And uh, that's that's kind of how I feel about Christopher. You know, he's a five-star guy going to Clemson. Uh, you know, starts. I, I can't remember for sure. Christopher would have to speak to it, but uh, I think first offer might have been UAB in eighth grade. So. Uh, obviously, the recruiting whirlwind, whirlwind for him really picked up uh, this last year or so, you know, during and after his junior season, uh, you know, going into what's now about to be his final year. I mean, visits everywhere. I, I mean, I know he's gone to, gosh, obviously he's gone to Clemson uh, probably several times now that he's committed. Um He's been out to Notre Dame, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Louisville, Kentucky, like, I mean, just world traveler. Yeah, we talked maybe a day or two after he got back from a quarterback camp out in Los Angeles. So uh, he was out in L.A., he gets back, uh, we found a, a time to chat, and then I think like the next day he was off to uh, a visit at Clemson. So he has been... Uh, he he has been circling these United States uh, over the last year or two, and it's it's really cool to see just a a really humble guy, um, who's really looking forward to this uh, to this last last season, this last semester, uh, at Briarwood Christian. So that's going to be fun to watch him. I've gotten to see Briarwood probably out of all the schools that that. I freelance cover for uh, Starnes Media, which, which you know includes the Village Living newspaper that covers Mountain Brook, Vestavia Voice that covers Vestavia Hills, Homewood Star for Homewood, uh, Two Eighty Living for Briarwood, uh, Chelsea, uh, Hoover Sun for Hoover Spain Park, Cahaba Sun for Hewitt Trustful, Claychawville, Pinson Valley. All of the if I left anybody out, I'm sorry. Uh, it's hard to think of these off the top of my head, but um. Out of all these schools, I've probably covered Briarwood games maybe the most. Um, Oak Mountain might be close in that, uh, but I've been at Briarwood more more than any other probably over the last four or five years. So I've gotten to know a lot of those people over there. I love that place. Um, it's an amazing place, and it's you know just looking at it from the standpoint of uh, just who's surrounding, you know, whether it be Christopher Vizina or anyone else on a team, whether it be football, volleyball, choir, what whatever it might be, you can tell why why a kid over there is humble and gracious and uh, just an all around, you know, good person uh, because of the people that that are there. Uh, so I guess that's a free shout out to Briarwood Christian School, but I love Briarwood Christian. All right. So, more on Vizina later. Uh, you'll you'll read about that later, and you'll obviously read about him all fall and Briarwood Christian. So I am going to talk now a little bit about about uh, Class Seven A Region Three. So Region Three, uh, there are eight schools. And if you're watching this, I am sharing my screen to, you know, just kind of have some visuals here. But uh, Class 7A Region 3 
is, I mean, it's the SEC West. I mean, everybody says that, so maybe it's becoming cliche, but it's hard to be a cliche if it's true. So, 7A Region 3 is just a crazy region. Uh, it's known, obviously, statewide, but it, it's it's a national region. Um, you've got Chelsea is now in Region 3. You know, they've been in, in 6A the last last little bit. Uh, so their enrollment has gotten up enough to where, you know, they're they're one of the one of the smallest seven A schools, but they've met that criteria to, to be one of the thirty two teams across the state in region or in class seven A. So Chelsea joins that region. Hewitt Trustful, they've been in that region since seven A came about in twenty fourteen. You've still got your other you know, your 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 usual suspects. You've got Hoover. Uh, Oak Mountain, Spain Park, three-time defending champion Thompson, Tuscaloosa County, and Vestavia Hills. It's, I mean, it's a murderer's row. Um, you know, it's it's often in the last few years kind of been a battle for that fourth playoff spot. I mean, Thompson and Hoover have pretty much, you know, one of them wins the region. Tom, Thompson's kind of had, had that number for a little while. Um, and then Hewitt Trustful has has seemingly been kind of that, often that third seed out of the region that that travels north for the first round of the playoffs. And then that fourth seed is is one that you know seemingly comes down to a game or two. You know, like your your Oak Mountains, Vestavias, your Spain Parks, and um, you know it's just a gosh, it's just a tough region. You get ten regular season games, and seven of them are those opponents. And then, you know, a lot of these teams schedule their their non-region games. You know, it might be a rivalry game that they're that they're accustomed to playing. They might go out of state and play a team from Georgia or Florida or, you know, Tennessee, Mississippi, one of the one of the bordering states. So, what I wanted to do was, you know, region 3 for a while has been I mean, it's only been in existence since 7A came about in 2014, but you know, some of these schools have had guys lead those programs for a little while. And, you know, back at the end of this past year, Josh Niblett leaves Hoover to take the job at Gainesville, Georgia, which is just, I mean, we're, you know, you're start, we're starting to see that maybe a little bit more where, where guys have, you know, the, the number of years that they need to be retired in, in the Alabama public education system. Uh, you know, to be fully vested and they can retire. And then they're young enough that, you know, you get a job over in, in a Georgia um, where there's some really good high school football over there and some really good pay over there. And it's brilliant. I mean, you're, you're I don't want to use the term double dipping, but, you know, you've, you've put in the work, you're able to retire here, uh, you, you're pulling that retirement, and then you can go to another state and you know work another job in a new state. And uh, so, Coach Niblett, a little bit of a surprise leaving Hoover, but but he moves on to Georgia. Uh, uh, Sean Calhoun, after one year, left Vestavia Hills. So we had uh, Dustin Goodwin left Chelsea uh, to be an assistant at Thompson. And then uh, Sean Rainey was no longer the, the head coach at Spain Park. They made a change there. So eight region teams and four of them, so half, half the region 
this year has new coaches, uh, first year at those schools coaches. And I talked to all four of those guys, uh, the new guys, and I'm about to talk a little bit about them. But, um, yeah, so I talked to all four of those new guys. And then, so let's just go down the list. So Hewitt Trustful. Josh Floyd is the head coach. Uh, I think this is his ninth year at Hewitt Trustful. He is now the most uh, tenured coach in that region, uh, just in terms of at, at that particular school. So he's going into his ninth year. You know, he came from Arkansas back in uh, 20, 2014. And uh, I was texting with him the other day about some of this because I, I was talking to Hoover's new coach, uh, Wade Waldrop, and uh, Wade said uh, that Josh is the dean now. He's the godfather. So we, uh, we laughed about that. And then one year behind Coach Floyd in terms of tenure is uh, Mark Freeman at Thompson going into his eighth year. And then after those two guys, you've got Adam Weingarten at Tuscaloosa County. You know, he, he's, he's been a big-time coach for a while. Coached, uh, I believe it was at Auburn High School. Uh, he's going into his second year at Tuscaloosa County, trying to turn that program around, build it up. Tyler Crane also going into his second year at Oak Mountain High School. And then everybody else is new. Todd Cassidy is the new head coach at Chelsea. Uh, Robert Evans, the new coach at Vestavia Hills. Tim Vakakis, the new head coach at Spain Park. And the aforementioned Wade Waldrop uh, is the new coach at Hoover. So let's go through just some just a little bit about these guys. So let's start we'll start with Tim Vakakis. So if you're watching this you can see me sharing my screen. Uh, and that's Tim there, Spain Park. He spent the last like nine years or so at uh, at Jackson Olin, uh, built a heck of a program there and um, you know, just a playoff contender. They had a lot of D1 athletes, uh, you know, go on to some big-time schools uh, out of that Birmingham area. And uh, talking to him was awesome. I, I've, I've talked to Tim in the past, maybe at, you know, a media days or two, uh, and uh, just, a, just a super intense guy, but, like, super serious about doing things the right way. And... Um, you know, really, you know, he, he, he was talking about how to, how to build this Spain Park program into what he wants it to be. Uh, you know, he talked a lot about community and just how great that, that area of Hoover, that Spain Park community is and wanting to make them proud. And a lot about the weight room, you know, he said, uh, I mean, you can read it right here. You know, Spain Park High School's new football coach is emphasizing a culture of discipline and toughness. And I don't remember the numbers, but he was talking about a particular weight lift uh, exercise that these guys do. And when, when they first came in, they they had a, a certain number of, of of guys that were able to do that uh, that weight. And then after X amount of time, spring and summer, I mean, it had quadrupled the number of guys. So the dudes there... Or they're they're building muscle. They're they're building that strength, and uh, it really seems like that's a program that that Tim wants to build from the from the trenches out. You know, be physical, 
uh, play smart, play tough, and uh, really looking forward to, you know, he, he's awesome, like, selfishly, he's awesome with the media. Uh, Tim says a lot of a lot of really good things, and he's just, he's easy to talk to, he's fun to talk to, so really looking forward to watching uh, what he does at Spain Park. So, next, who should we talk about next? Let's talk about Robert Evans at Vestavia Hills. Robert has been, oh gosh, I mean, Robert's been at a lot of big programs. Uh, I think he was at Oak Mountain maybe for one year, uh, was at Hoover as a D coordinator for eight years, and he spent the last four years at Mountain Brook High School. And if you know anything about Mountain Brook the last couple of years, you know that defense was just absolutely nasty. I, I don't remember how many shutouts they had last year, but it was, oh my gosh, I feel like it was at least five or six out of a 10-game regular season. I mean, we're not talking about just wins or just one touchdown or just a field goal. We're talking about shutouts. Um, he's a he's a fiery guy. He was, I had never uh, talked to Robert before, but in talking with him, it was like, I don't know, I almost had to check myself. Like, it seemed like we... I don't know, we, we, the conversation just flowed, which was great. You know, again, selfishly, as someone in the media talking to a coach or to a player, you love it when, when a guy is incredibly honest with you and, you know, says, says a, lot of, a lot of good things and, uh, you know, really, really feels incredibly confident in, in their plan and what they're going to do and, you know, bringing that program back. Because, you know, looking at uh, Vestavia Hills, this will move, uh, I think in the last maybe six years, six, seven years, they've only made the playoffs, I think, one time. And, you know, that, that's something that Robert talked about is he was he doesn't talk about, well, if we make the playoffs uh, or if we do this. You know, he really talks about when. Now, he's obviously not – promising a timeline he's like I you know I can't promise we're going to make the playoffs this year or next year or the year after that but he's like I can promise you we're going to be competitive we're going to compete you know we're going to get after it and we're not going to we're not going to relent to anyone and I mean he he sounded just just incredibly confident that they're a team that's going to attack you know it it, it would be really easy for a lot of guys a lot of players in a region like this you know you're you're playing a a Thompson who, you know, maybe they're bigger, faster, stronger. They've won three state championships in a row. They're one of the best high school programs right now uh, in America, not just Alabama, but America. And you're talking about, well, we're going to go attack them. I mean, you know, it's like, let's say you lose the game. Would you rather, I mean, you'd rather win, obviously, but if you lose, don't you want to look back and be like, you know, I, I attacked. I didn't, I didn't just give in because – that defensive lineman is, you know, six five, three hundred pounds. You know, I tried, I attacked, I did the best I could. I mean, that's, you know, I I could get on a soapbox about high school sports right now and some of the things that are important to some people, but, you know, that that's to me what what high school sports, what high school is all about. You know, so he was he was just awesome to talk to. I could have stayed on the phone with him all day. Uh, I think he knows that, (laughs) 
But uh, he's got he's got a tough road to hoe there at Vestavia Hills. I mean, just like anybody in this region, I'm looking at his schedule at Vestavia's schedule right now for 2022. Uh, they open up August 18th uh, at home. Uh, might have a new video board out there at Thompson Reynolds Stadium, Buddy Anderson Field, and they open up against Mountain Brook, which that's I mean it's a Thursday night opener so you know all eyes are going to be on on Vestavia Hills that night and uh you know with most of the teams opening up the next night uh, August 19th that Friday you know probably going to have a new video board that stadium regardless of the type of season Vestavia is having I will say that about Vestavia uh you know they can be a nine and one team they can be a one and nine team their support has always been really strong at least in my experience, uh, you know, I've I've been there for some, for some tough seasons, uh, for some tough games, and the support's there. The students are down on that corner, and they are loud. <laughs> They're hilarious, and they are loud. Uh, the The fans stay there, so that night is going to be electric, and that's just week one. After week one, I mean, it's or week zero, whatever we're calling it now. Uh, it's weird to me. But you open up at home against Mountain Brook. The following week, you stay at home, but you've got Homewood. That's a tough out. It's kind of a rivalry game. Um, both those non-region games. And then li- listen to this when you jump into region. September for uh, for Vestavia Hills is, is just wow. So on September 2nd, they host Thompson. The next week, they go to Hoover. Week after that, they go to Spain Park. Uh, on September 23rd, they they get what's going to be a much needed bye week, and then they stay in region play uh, and host Chelsea, and then back to back weeks they go to Hewitt Trustful, to Oak Mountain, uh, wrap up region play October 21st uh, at home against Tuscaloosa County, and then close out the season non region game at Helena. That's that's crazy. Like I, I will be very interested at the end of this upcoming season, uh, what Vestavia Hills' their opponent's record final record is after the regular season. It's going to be incredible. I mean, you've got seven A Region Three, which will beat up on itself a little bit, but your non region games are Mountain Brook, Homewood, and Helena. I mean, that's that's crazy. Like that is that's got to be one of the tougher schedules around. So, really looking forward to what Coach Evans uh, does at Vestavia Hills. You know that that is his alma mater. Uh, let's scroll down a little bit. So, you know he uh, he played baseball and football at Vestavia. Uh, I think he was part of a of a state championship team at Vestavia. I, a lot of this is off the top of my head, but. Just a, just a, you know, very fiery, uh, you know, attack the day kind of guy, and you know, just again another guy that that coming into this region as a head coach now, just injecting a lot of new, I mean, new blood, but a lot of new uh, juice into seven A region three. I mean, as if it needed any more, but. Man, it's it's going to be fun this fall in that region. So let's talk a little bit more about the region. Uh, Todd Cassidy, he is the new head coach at Chelsea. 
So he gets to take over when Chelsea ascends to Class 7A. And I talked to Todd uh, this past week as well, and I didn't know I didn't know Todd before uh, before we talked. We and we talked about that. Um, you know, we we went through kind of where he's coached and you know where I may have run into him in the past or you know been on the same sideline one night and just didn't know it. You know, like like I, I was aware of Tim, who's now at Spain Park Vacacus. I was aware of Coach Evans at Vestavia Hills just because I've I've covered enough Hoover and Mountain Brook games that I knew who Coach Evans was, but didn't know Todd. So uh, this story from, from a few weeks ago that, let me scroll back up, that uh, Kyle Parmley wrote, the sports editor at Starnes Media, uh, this is something that me and Todd talked about too. He said Kat, that Todd's wife works in the Shelby County school system. He's had several friends coach at Chelsea throughout the years, including Coach Goodwin, uh, who, who, who left uh, after the last four years at Chelsea to go to Thompson as an assistant. And um, we talked about just his coaching uh, experience, his coaching tree. Uh, seven, the last seven years he's been at J.B. Pennington. Um, he really turned that program around. Uh, before he got there, J.B. Pennington had won nine games in the like previous five seasons. Uh, they went two and eight his first year, but then he led them to the to the uh, playoffs six straight years. Uh, they had a couple of years where they won eight games, one year where they won nine out of ten games. So he's he he he's a, a program changer. Uh he he coached at Demopolis. Uh they won a state championship as an assistant. Uh he was the head coach at Gordo. Um and then in two thousand seven he uh this is where I think maybe at some point I, I came across him, but uh he was the offensive coordinator for eight years at Pleasant Grove. Uh, so I, I've seen Pleasant Grove a few times play uh, probably Briarwood Christian. So he knows that he's got his work cut out for him in that region. I mean, that that uh, that that region is, I mean, you know, we, we, I've already been talking about what that region is. But I'm looking now at some of the things that we talked about, and he uh, – Let's see. Yeah, Chelsea's been in Class 6A since 2012. And this is a quote from Cassidy. He said, we're going to go against teams who have more players, probably a lot more to pull from, but you can still only put 11 out there. Just approach it in that way, something that's good. It's positive. Now we get to play with the big boys. We get to see how good we actually are and take it that way. That's – uh. Yeah, I mean that's I mean he's exactly right. You know, it's yeah, that that's what seven A and well any classification is about. It's about you know, any program's about numbers. I, I talked to uh Jack Wood one time earlier this year. Uh he was the head coach at Hewitt Trustful for oh gosh, how long was Jack there? Um nineteen eighty three to oh one maybe, something like that. And uh, you know, he said any program is numbers. You know, I mean, you've obviously got to coach them up. It's not like you can just have a whole bunch of kids and that means you win a state championship. But, you know, it's just simple math that, you know, the more players you have, that equals more depth. Uh, that equals more more chances at having, you know, standout players, that, that kind of thing. So, you know, Chelsea's one of the 
one of the smallest, if not the smallest, I don't remember from when reclassification happened, but uh, they're, if not the smallest, they're one of the smallest uh, enrollments in Class 7A. Um, and we'll see what that means for them the next two years. Uh, I'm sure that's going to be uh, that's going to be some growing pains probably for the next two years. But you know, I'm sure they'll attack just like Coach Evans talked about at Vestavia. So that will be really cool to see um, to see them get to play some new opponents. I asked Coach Cassidy if he had ever uh, faced a Class Seven A team like as a coach, you know, and I figured not. So this isn't surprising. Um, you know, being at Agordo, at a Pleasant Grove, Demopolis, you know, J.B. Pennington. And he said, no, this will, you know, we're, we're all going in this together. And, I mean, that's that's a, obviously a great attitude to have. And uh, really looking forward to what what he can do uh, out there down 280. So let's talk lastly about uh, from Class 7A about – Let's talk lastly about Wade Waldrop at Hoover. So, Wade, he was approved back in, I think it was, yeah, it was January of this year. Uh, I, I'm, my gosh, I know Kyle, who wrote this story uh, about Wade's hire in, in January, I'm sure his phone was blowing up, even mine, like, and I'm just freelance now, like, like I guess I because I cover high school football so much, people just assume I cover it a lot. But really, it's just you know some of these preview type stories, and then obviously on Fridays in the fall. But back when Coach Niblet decided decided to hang it up in Alabama and move to Georgia, you know I had some coaches uh, around the state that I know that were even texting me saying like, hey, have you heard, you know, who might get the Hoover job? And I'm like, well, wouldn't y'all know that better than me, you know? So obviously there was a lot of a lot of interest surrounding that job. Uh, maybe not one most people expected to come open. Um, I mean, Coach Waldrop said that to me when, when we chatted. You know, he said, uh, you know, he, he had been at James Clemens for a, a number of years and then this past year, you know, moved not far away from, from James Clemens, but uh, moved to take the job at Florence and for the, just this last 2021 season. And he said, you know, I just had such a good good feeling up there that, uh, you know, I, I thought that might be it for me, that, you know, I'm just going to stay up here and this is where I'm going to finish out my career. And, you know, he just loved it. He was not looking to move. Uh, not looking to take another job, and who could blame him if if you're up in that 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 area of of North Alabama, uh, Florence, you know James Clemens, just a great area. And uh, but Hoover, I mean Hoover's different. I mean it's been a, a bit since they've since they've won one. You know Thompson does kind of reign supreme right now, but Hoover's Hoover. I mean you know like what what other. What other high school program has has had its own show on MTV back when people watched MTV? So, Coach Waldrop, he, uh, let's see, he's been a head coach in Alabama since 2006. Uh, they went 5-6 and six at Florence last year, made the playoffs. Uh, and when he was, let's see, he was made stops at Chelsea, James Clemens, and Florence. Uh, overall record, he's got 100 wins. 
Seven years as a head coach at Chelsea, he was 41 and 34. Uh, and then 54 and 35 in eight seasons at James Clemens. We talked about that because he's very familiar with uh, with uh, with Region Three. I mean, not just because because of Hoover, but uh, that's how that matches up um, in the playoffs. Is the region that James Clemens was in matches up to Region Three. So a lot of times James Clemens wins that region or finishes second in that region. They're they're hosting at home and. Oftentimes, uh, Hewitt Trustful was the draw, uh, and he talked about that. That, that he was he was familiar with Josh and Floyd at Hewitt Trustful and and the Huskies program because they faced off a little bit. So, um, yeah, that'll uh, it'll be really cool. I'm trying to get back to here. I'm toggling through all of my. Uh, all right, there we go through all my screen shares and stats and schedules. So let's let's take a look at some of these schedules in, in 7A Region 3 and then and then we'll just we'll move on and, and talk a little bit uh, about Mountain Brook. So we've looked at we've talked about Vestavia Hills schedule. Let's go next. Gracious ad pop-ups. Alright, let's talk about Spain Park. 2022 schedule. Uh, August 19th is the opener at home against Calera. And then, again, September is just gonna, is doing a number on these schools. Like, So, August 26th, Spain Park travels to Briarwood Christian. Next week, they travel to Hoover. The next week, they travel to Thompson. And then, September 16th, they're back at home to host Vestavia Hills. That's the first half of Spain Park's schedule. Host Calera, travel to Briarwood, Hoover, and Thompson, host Vestavia Hills before they get uh, a bye week, September 23rd. Just just murderer's row. My gracious. Uh, back half of the schedule, they stay in region to host Tuscaloosa County, travel to Chelsea, and then host Hewitt Trustful and Oak Mountain. Those, those last few... Uh, those last few region games, like if you just look at, you know, trying to predict maybe who's going to potentially finish where, stack up, those those last four region games are big. Uh, I mean, that's an obvious statement, but those will loom large in October. And then close out the season uh, traveling to Pelham before uh, playoffs get underway in early November. All right, let's check out next, let's check out Chelsea. So first year in Class 7A. So they're going to open up two straight non-region games. They're going to open up against Helena at home and then travel to Calera. And then they kick off region play at home against Tuscaloosa County. Then they travel to Oak Mountain, uh, host Thompson. And then September 23rd, they're not taking the mid-season bye week. They will host Pelham in a non-region game. Uh, and then they finish out the year four straight region games at Vestavia Hills, at home against Spain Park, travel to, Hew- uh, travel to Hoover, and travel to Hewitt Trustful. That, again, broken record, is a tough schedule. And then they took uh, the last week, uh, they took their bye. So their regular season actually wraps up October 21st. So uh, should Chelsea make the playoffs, they'll get a a nice little two-week break. 
All right. Last Region 3 schedule. We're just focusing on those those four uh, four schools, Spain Park, Vestavia, Chelsea, and Hoover, just, just because they have the new coaches, and that's just kind of what I chose to talk about. So uh, Hoover, interesting schedule. Uh, they opened 2022 against Auburn. Looks like uh, – I don't know where – okay, the Auburn game – I don't know. Maybe that's a kickoff classic. I don't know. Someone will let me know that. Uh, the schedule I'm looking at, it's hard to tell. And then they play Bartlett, Tennessee in for their second game. And then they begin region play uh, at home against Spain Park, at home against Vestavia Hills. So they get those two kind of rivalry, crosstown rivalry games, both at home, back-to-back weeks. So we'll see, we'll see what Hoover. We'll we'll get a quite the barometer on them those first two weeks, Auburn and Bartlett, Tennessee. But then, hosting Spain Park, hosting Vestavia Hills. Then they'll play three straight road games uh, at Hewitt Trustful, at Mountain Brook. That's a non-region game, uh, and then at Oak Mountain, and then finish up the season. Uh, at home against Tuscaloosa County, and then travel to Chelsea and travel to Thompson October 21st. Uh, that's become such a thing with, with these schedules is Hoover and Thompson playing right there at the end of the year. That, And I don't know. I mean, I, I you know, it is what it is. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe, y'all tell me, what would you rather see? Would you rather see games like that that, that seem like they're going to be, you know, the, the big game like that? you know, week two, week three, or do you like saving it for the end? You know, one of the – I covered Hewitt Trustful, Clay Chalkville for a long time before that before that series ended back at the end of – the last time they played was 2015. But, you know, people had various opinions, and, you know, the, to me, the people I've talked to, there was never like a, you know – I favor like the dominant population favored it one way or the other. I mean, they used to play, they've played week one, they've played week two, they've played week five, and they've obviously played week 10, just like Hoover and Thompson are here uh, to wrap up the season. So I don't know. I, I, I'd be curious, like, you know, are, are both teams going to be tired and kind of limp in? You know, God forbid, you know, injury, you know, key injuries that could, could dictate the outcome. Uh, I guess my opinion, maybe I'd like to maybe see it earlier in the season, but you know, scheduling is is a game of Tetris. It's a puzzle, so uh, it's it's cool that they play and that they're both that they both have played at such a high level for so long. So that uh will obviously be the game of the week across the state. And then Hoover is on a bye week for uh, October twenty eighth. So. Those are those are those schedules. That's a little bit about Region Three. Actually, it's a lot about Region Three. I kind of rambled, but maybe maybe you are craving some high school football content, and will enjoy it. So the last thing, and then I'm gonna wrap this thing. Uh, I talked to several folks from uh, Mountain Brook High School uh, this this past week, and uh, I talked to an uh, a soon to be senior wide receiver. Um, just awesome dude. Um, maybe maybe a little bit undersized, but it, he he doesn't know it. Um, his name's Jackson Beatty, and he's a 
you know, he, he had, I think, 12 touchdowns last year receiving, you know, punt return, kick returner. Uh, coach, I talked to Coach Chris Yeager at Mountain Brook, and, you know, he said, yeah, those, those stats and obviously that production is something you need, and it's it's great. But he said he's probably one of the best perimeter blockers we've ever had, you know, at receiver. And that was where that undersized comment came from. You know, he might be a, a touch undersized, but – but he's so hungry and you know just 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 wants to play the game the the best way he can that you know sometimes you know it's not the size of the dog in the fight it's the size of the fight in the dog so uh, I talked to him I talked to linebacker Trent Wright uh, also an upcoming senior he had gosh more than a hundred tackles last year uh, I think he was a I think I think Kyle had him as a second team All Metro guy. Um, you know, he, he's going to be a guy that, that leads that defense this year. I mean, it's, it's going to be led by several guys, but, but he's one who, who likely stands out. Um, Mountain Brooks returning, I think eight starters on offense, six on defense. They're one of the biggest, deepest six, a schools, you know, they've been in seven, a, and at the last reclass previous reclassification, they dipped back down to six, a, so that will be uh they'll be a fun team to watch. I, I love covering Mountain Brook. Um, especially last year. I mean they, they play, you know, they, they kinda ground and pound a little bit, throw when they need to, and that defense under Robert Evans, you know, who who's now at Vestavia Hills, that defense is just just nasty, salty. They attack and it's just no there was just like no real like gaps in that defense. Like, like you can be an elite defense and still have a bust every now and then, or heck, give up a forty-five yard field goal. They were shutting out more than half their schedule last year. So, six returners, starters on on defense, eight on offense. That's going to be a really good football team. Uh, and you know they'll they'll probably be looking to avenge some some playoff loss stuff. I can't remember. Maybe they lost. Uh, I think they got eliminated by Clay Chalkville. And Clay Chalkville last year, I mean, we said it preseason that that team was going to go fifteen and zero, and then that team went fifteen and zero. They uh, that was a team on a mission. They were too they were too good across the board. Uh, you know, from offensive defensive line to the back seven to. You know, obviously the quarterback Caleb Johnson is going to Louisville. Uh, skill guys, Clay always has just incredible skill guys, and they were kind of young at the skill positions last year. But you knew there was like raw talent there, uh, guys that were already being recruited, offers as sophomores. But you know, a lot of times, you know, young guys like that, they're still going to make mistakes, uh, and they just, they just really didn't. They just clicked on all cylinders, seemingly from, from. Week, week zero all the way till uh protective stadium winning the state championship over Hueytown, um, amazing team. So uh, we'll see if those two, if the Spartans and Clay Chalk will collide again this year. So I've gone on for like forty five minutes now, but uh, I love high school football. I, I love the personalities. I obviously love the games, the culture. Um, it's just fun to talk about. And, you know, right now it's just a lot of pontificating. It's a lot of, you know, who's going to be good, who returns who, 
you know, what players might be moving to another school, you know, that all of that fun stuff that we talk about in the summertime. But pretty soon, two months away, it'll be uh, it'll be time to to kick this thing off and uh, you know see uh, see how this season goes. I, I think it's going to be. I mean, this is my this will be a kind of back. I think this will be my fifteenth season covering high school uh, football, and so I mean I, I've covered probably one hundred and fifty games, and I, I don't know that I've ever been uh, as eager for a football season as I am this one. I mean, I, I covered some in Mississippi, covered some seasons in Tuscaloosa, and then a lot over here in the Northeast Jefferson County area of, you know, a lot of Hewitt Trustful, a lot of Clay Chalkball, a lot of Pinson Valley. So, you know, from week to week, spread out all across the Birmingham area, the way the way I get to cover things for Starnes Media, um, you know, one week I'll cover Briarwood, the next week it'll be Hewitt Trussell, the next week it'll be Oak Mountain. So I'm a little bit of everywhere, um, and I, I kind of love that uh, that setup, especially this year where it seems like every school has some sort of cool uh, theme or, or you know some cool background stories going into this year. A lot of new faces, obviously, across Region 3. Uh, a lot of good storylines and just a lot of good kids. Every, everybody that I've talked to um, so far and that I know is coming back, just just obviously respectful, but, you know, talks in such a positive way about their teams, their teammates, and, you know, they, they say the right things and they have fun with it too. So I think it's going to be one of the best high school football seasons that, that I've personally ever seen, and I can't wait to get going. So I hopefully, hopefully I'll see y'all on a sideline, uh, this fall. I'll, as always, I'll, uh, I'll be the one in the Atlanta Braves hat. We'll see y'all next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the books, babble and ball podcast. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast, wherever you listen to your podcast. We'll see you next time.